Well, uh, Fitz and the Fool really would have had a better trip if they'd had combos. And <laughs> they were so hungry. They just remained very hungry this entire section. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by combos. <laughs> Only cheddar combos. Cracker combos can fuck cheddar off. Cheddar pretzel. Cheddar pretzel combos. <laughs> Night Eyes' favorite. <laughs> to Bucky Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 46, Fool's Errand, chapters 17 through 21, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Eli, a rereader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. And I'm Joey, a first-time audiobook listener. Corrections, omissions, and announcements. Omission, Jenny is not on this episode. Her computer is having some issues and is getting fixed. She will be back next week, uh, fingers crossed. So we miss her. Hmm. I also want to thank everyone for the cat pictures that they sent uh, in response to my plea for cat pictures. That's great. I love the internet. You ask people for cats, they give you cats. And then... I Did I get to see any of these cat photos? Because yeah, I don't where... feel like I saw any cat They're photos. They're on the Twitters. They're on the yeah, Twitters. Yeah, it's spoilers. No, I, it's I spoilers, not... Ashley. Oh, you don't get to see yeah, spoilers. Yeah, I don't do Twitters. Gotta get on right, Twitters. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I'll check it out. Um, reminder, if you are a Spotify user, we have made you some themed playlists. They're all linked on our website under the extras page. If you, like me, have a lot of feelings, all caps, uh, and maybe you just need something to play while you cry. So, that's, they are there for you. Also, uh, mailbag. I'm going to try something a little different with the mail, since we're getting more of it late- lately, which is great, but there's just a lot, and I'm slow to respond to it all, and I'm the only one checking it because I, I need to keep our new readers safe from spoilers. So, please keep sending us your emails and your DMs. And I am doing my best to reply to you. So shout out to David, Dylan, Melissa, Ivy, Jenny, Mark, Rossi, Catriona, LaFay, The Wayward Bookshelf, and Stephen and Jesse for your messages. Holy shit. And also, thank you to everyone wrecking the pod on social, writing us reviews, and commenting on Podbean. I do send everything to the crew as long as it is spoiler-free. And if it is spoilered, I send it to the people who can look at that. So thank you. Or she redacts it, which is a lovely extra step. (laughs) There are still no directions on how to pre-order the Folio Society edition of the Farseer trilogy. I have no idea how much it is. I was on there today because they had said last week that they will be available this week. Lies. Maybe they are now by the time this is posted. As of recording. Lies. Buried in the woods and you have to track them. I don't see what the problem is. (laughs) (laughs) i'll never find it the woods is icky (laughs) what's our yeah rachel's more of a buck keep only kind of eli did tell me while we were camping rachel would hate this (laughs) (laughs) 
She is not about the camping. Yeah, yeah. It was like, and Rachel will probably be jealous that we are not in our house, but she also would not want to be here. Let's get going. Uh, chapter seventeen is called "The Hunt," and I have it. Um, so, chapter seventeen's intro is from Badgerlock's Old Blood Tales, which are always uppers, uh, and it recounts a story meant to warn young children not to seek a bond mate with an animal, or vice versa. I don't know what kind of stories that the animals tell their animal children, but let's just say they're reading also from Badgerlock's Old Blood Tales uh, that you can't. <laughs> bring an, an equal partnership into the deal it's not worth it so it lists many animals for their best qualities uh i think it says like geese are protective and you know all their bullshit uh but then it cautions <laughs> with a story of a cat and Other a woman bullshit. who values the cat's independence as the key quality of why she wants to bond with that cat but then what is an equal partnership with total independence so i think we finally now know the source of all the cat hate and it's fits his fault. Rude. Rude. <laughs> so we open on a dream. Fitz is skilling again. And again, we're the boy and the cat running through the fields. The boy wants to find and see his love. And the cat just keeps saying, be the cat, be the knight. And it's cryptic and they're running through the grass and it's nighttime. The boy follows. Eventually, they get to a tree that the cat demands that the boy climb. And he tries in a really cartoonish way to jump up. <laughs> he can't grab onto anything. And so he slides down the trunk to the bottom because he is not a fucking cat. He's just a stupid boy. Uh, so then he gets up and he runs up a hill to another tree that has a low branch. And he pulls himself up into it. And then he looks down at what's been chasing him. And he looks into the face of Night Eyes. And it says, quote, snarling, I looked down into my... I looked down into the eyes of my stalker. I looked into my own eyes, looking into my own eyes, looking into my eyes. So if anyone wants to infinity loop that with some music on YouTube for 50 hours, I'll play that at my next party. <laughs> so Fitz wakes up with a skill headache, realizing that Night Eyes has the Prince Treed somewhere nearby. And he does what anyone on a top secret mission to find a possibly kidnapped prince does when they finally locate them. He dithers. So his first stop is the fool's bed <laughs> to see if he's in it alone, which he is. <laughs> and then he's like, great. Now that I know that you are definitely alone in your bed, we should go get the prince together. But the fool's like, mm, we can't just disappear in the middle of the night from the house where the hosts are probably the kidnappers. You know, we're on a secret mission. Uh, so we have to wait until the morning <laughs> when we all go on a hunt. So, no, this chapter is it for shippers who want to see Lord Golden yell at Tom a lot. So, you can cat ear this chapter. <laughs> yeah. Then Fitz begs for elf bark, and the fool has to say no, and it's kind of pathetic. Um, so, to help him through his terrible pain, the fool does some Vulcan nerve pinching and applies a cold cloth to Fitz's brow. And Fitz immediately falls asleep in the fool's bed. Not alone now. <laughs> I sank immediately into a bottomless sleep. Oh, I dreamed that. a strange dream. I dreamed I was safe. So Fitz wakes long enough for us to bask in this whole napping in the fool's bed thing with him. And then he falls asleep again. And then finally the fool wakes him up after laying his clothes out for him because he's still a terrible valet. And mentions that Fitz has a teeny tiny seizure in the night. But it's okay because the fool held him through it. So while dressing, Fitz sees the tiny bruises from the fool's ministrations on his body. So now it's time for a hunt with cats. 
Everyone's on horseback, and the cats are on the pillows, and it's time to ride around with cats on horse butts like Ida and Ellen tended. <laughs> so after a while, the fool claims to have left a feather box behind, and Fitz is sent to fetch it. He's a lazy man. <laughs> and he finally meets up with Night Eyes to find the prince, and Night Eyes says, well, better late than never, I suppose. But what's this? Night Eyes has been injured. He's been attacked by the cat. His belly is all fucked up from the cat claws. And while Night Eyes was occupied, a man came with horses and the prince escaped. So it turns out that Night Eyes was quiet this whole time. See, Ashley? Because he knew that these people were listening and he didn't want to tip anyone off about Fitz. Why did I get yelled at? Huh? So why did I get yelled at? Because you went off on the last episode about how you were like, they should shut up. <laughs> oh, how they need to shut up. I see it. I smell you. I smell you. Okay. Um, so Night Eyes explains that, you know, that, that they're together, that there is something wrong with the cat. He says that the prince and the cat have an uneven bond and the cat appears to be the one in control. Then he asks Fitz to wait to pursue until that night when he's going to be feeling better and then they should, that they should proceed cautiously. So he says, be careful, changer. I recognize this pattern of old. After giving Night Eyes some water and actually going back for the feather case, Fitz then rejoins the hunt with Lord Golden, where Laurel is suspicious about how much time it took him to go back and get a box. So once they return, Fitz explains what, what he knows, and the fool gives Fitz some salve for Night Eyes, which is cute. They plan to leave soon, but after dinner, the fool slash Lord Golden relays that it's getting hard to come up with a good reason to leave because they are getting further and further delayed by invitations and dinners. And it seems like they want Seidel to pair up with Lord Golden and Fitz doesn't really care. And then there's like a lovely little pause where Fitz watches Lord Golden arrange his hair and his clothes in the mirror and then thinks about how pretty the fool is. And then he says the fool has to figure out how to extricate them so that they can get the fuck out of there and go after the prince because he's just getting further away. The fool says that he may be able to work it out, but in the meantime, he invents an excuse for Fitz to go back out into the woods to look for a lost necklace. Before the fool, as Lord Golden leaves to do whatever he's going to do at dinner, while Fitz is away, he asks if the horse is working out. And Fitz says, well, the black is fine. You chose a good horse. You chose well. Well, thank you, says the fool. And Fitz feels like this matters to the fool a lot, but they don't really have time to go into it. Uh, so he's off to find Night Eyes. Do you think that the fool tried to use, like, whatever little tiny bit of wit power he has to, like, pick a good horse for him? I don't know. Well, yeah, there's that, that kind of moment where he he, he's, he says it's the horse working out, and then he's like, yeah, I mean, I it's fine. And the fool says, well, would you have rather picked out your own horse? And Fitz says, actually, no, I don't really care. And you did a good job. I don't give a shit. Wait. No, wasn't it that he, like, was worried that he would pick a horse yeah, based he wants, on yeah, how well he could... Or whatever. Yeah. Well, Fitz, and he, yeah, he, I think... And he's not interested yeah. in doing that with the horse, so he wouldn't want yeah. to. He's like, I don't... I shouldn't be doing that. I already have a horse. I will say this, though. Every time Fitz tries to, like, talk to this horse that really doesn't give a shit about Fitz at all. Mm -hmm. And he's always like, I lean over and I pat him and I say, good boy. If you play Breath of the Wild, it's just like when he does the pat-pat and the little hearts <laughs> fly up. <laughs> you hear the, like, jingly kind of chime sound and then the hearts fly up and he's just like, hey, good boy, good boy. <laughs> yeah. I just spent exactly solid three hours trying to get the White <laughs> Arabian in Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay, 
so I know all about this. <laughs> yeah, you have to bond. He has to level bond with this with my black a little yeah. bit more. Uh, you gotta feed him some apples. That's get some treaties, maybe a brushing. Mm. Get that dirt off. Yeah. Anyway, the hunt. There's cats. There's cats on pillows. There's cats climbing trees. There's cats talking to people. Um, meow, coming up. These aren't cute, sweet cats, though. These are garbage hunting cats that... I Here's my thing. These cats are, like, not huge. So, I, want, huh? I wonder about that. Like, some of them were described as being, like, like a bobtail. But others were, like... The, the group parts were described yeah. as being bigger like almost they able to take down a small deer well yeah because otherwise that's like that's big. what i'm saying like they sliced night eyes belly night eyes is big one and two for a claw to be girthy enough to really like <laughs> almost disembowel him then like that's gonna be yeah. a substantially sized strong big cat with bob large claws bobcat yeah it didn't see bobcats are not that big but they're big, like, but they like have to still be size. small enough. They have to still be small enough to be sitting on the back of a horse. No, big cheetah. But a human can sit on a horse, so I mean that doesn't really <laughs> say much. Rachel really wants them to be house cats. They're not. <laughs> All of them are white out. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like white what they're hunting right now mouse, is turkeys, so. right? Because they said it was like it's like a big ground running. Yeah. Yeah, like turkeys or maybe Pheasants chickens. I don't know. Peacocks or something. And then they, they describe it. One of the cats, like, grabbed one with its mouth and the other with its paw. Like, you know, like, gra- killed two at once. Shoink. Damn. I mean, even if it's a chicken, it's like that's a still a pretty cat. big cat. I couldn't do that. I yeah. think these are, like, 30-pound cats. <laughs> we that's really still need a big cat. I mean, 30, that's much bigger than a pounds. house cat. Yeah. I don't I know. At my shitty house cats, and they <laughs> no, are not so going to kill my, two turkeys. Aww. My, they're, they're just my small. friend who I lived with before I bought my home had two cats. They're Russian Blues. They're twins, Kiki and Lulu. You can follow them, Kiki, Lulu, Curvy Cats, on Instagram. They're obese. Perfect. And Kiki weighs 27 pounds. Whoa. What? She, she could what? not take down whatever. I mean, she could take down these animals because she's... <laughs> can't jump more than four inches off the ground. <laughs> but, like, I even still, like, that's just not a sized animal that I feel like could do that much damage. I don't know. Wow, okay. I feel like they'd have to weigh, like, a lot more, but. Got, like, ten pound cats. Yeah, Kiki, Lulu, Kirby cats. They're really good at taking down stuff. moths and grasshoppers. <laughs> moths. Yeah. Moira's very good with grasshoppers. Yeah, she excels at those. Okay, the average, the, the largest bobcat accurately measured on record weighed 49 okay, pounds. Okay, so these are, so maybe, these are bobcat maybe, size. Yeah. Okay. Well, the average female is If they 15. were any bigger when they jumped off what? the horse while they were hunting, the horse would, like, fall over. <laughs> oh, 14 to 40 pounds for the males. 14 to 40? Is that like a that's a broad range? A fourteen pound bobcat. <laughs> adult males a good can day. range. Adult males can range in weight from 
14 to 40 pounds. That's the I least guess. helpful information I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are sometimes starving or well-fed and could kill my eyes. So they're both Tyrion like 14 pounds. Game. You know, you got to go both. Um, what do um, we think? What do we think about uh, lost it. all this? All this napping, all the napping together. I can't believe we're not <laughs> focusing on it. All the napping. <laughs> uh, naps. I'm, I'm pro nap. <laughs> I'm actually not. They make me feel horrible. Full but... nap. Um, yes, he felt I... bad. He woke up. He felt bad, and he got in bed with the fool, and they cuddled until he felt better. Oh, they definitely that's... cuddled. Well, um... I'm I'm pro a cuddle nap. I'm not gonna hate on that. Yeah, that's gay as hell. <laughs> Put my stamp on it. <laughs> Approve. <laughs> gay. Nap. More of this, please. Mm-hmm. More of the the Vulcan neck pinching. It's a little. It was a little yeah, sad, was, but I love when it's like, and then we put the wet cloth on the on the head because that's the fucking cure all for everything. <laughs> oh, you're dying? Let me put this wet cloth. You on know what? Your that's forehead. just any excuse <laughs> to bathe great. fits. Any excuse to get some presses. water on the guy so that he could just wipe some of the grime off. You know? Oh, act like inadvertent. Here, you could either have skill stunting tea or you can have a wet cloth. We have no other herbs. There's nothing in between. There's no aspirin. <laughs> yeah. So, where did he learn that Vulcan neck pinch? Somewhere. Where? He's been all over the fucking world. Who knows where? He's old. Went to Masu school. Um, I guess my question is, is, did it happen in the live ship books? No. I mean, no. No. There was no... We know there can't no definitively Vulcan. say that, but it, did, it wasn't in the books, but it could have happened. Mm. She could have... They could have learned something somewhere. Who knows? Got that, that acupuncture or whatever. The pincers. Just... It had to have been pretty aggressive pinching for all of the bruising that was left. Unless Fitz is just a tender little baby. That's well, my new, he is that's a my tender new Twitter baby, handle is aggressive sure. pinching. Oh, I thought you were going to say tender little baby. A tender little baby. <laughs> he shows his pain. He just, he just shows his pain. He's a farseer. It's just so sad because it was like, trust me, trust me, trust me. And he seemed to be like almost like insensate with pain. Like he, it was like he had fallen into it and that was all he could concentrate on. It was kind of sad. Yeah. I wonder if the fool is a licensed chiropractor. A reflexologist, <laughs> maybe something. Yeah, maybe both. Acupuncture. With the little side devil in the massage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's really it. So yeah. we know that... I loved... I did appreciate the excuses that the fool was trying to come up with for Fitz to leave. Like, yeah, go get that very important feather box. <laughs> he's gone for like nine hours. Yeah, like, I can't carry feathers. He was like, wait, feather what, what feather box? I don't... I Okay. Must have the feathers. Well, when then when he showed up, Laurel was just holding the feathers, which is what a normal right? human being yeah. would like do. Like a normal, yeah. <laughs> so, but it is kind of sad to hear bracelet. that Fitz is still having seizures. So, well, it sounds like he hasn't in a very really long. Well, time. Well, he's been not so. skilling in a really long time. 
true, true, true. Well, but that's not entirely true. He was skilling out to, like, random people when he would sit on the seaside cliff. True, true. And then he would have his elf bark. Yeah. He had a whole garden full of it. True. Alright, chapter 18? Chapter 18 is called Fool's Kiss, which also happens to be the title of every fanfic I have ever written in my life. Except the one called Fool's Butt. (laughs) (laughs) This is real. Don't doubt me. (laughs) Never. Little intro blurb to this chapter talks about seductive dancing bears and their lies, and about how shape-shifting into an animal is impossible. Fitz is tracking Night Eyes, figuring he isn't where he was before because he followed the horses, and he was right. He catches up with Night Eyes, gives him some shirt meat, and applies that Winnie the Pooh essence salve made of bear grease and honey. Night Eyes and Fitz go back and forth about how the wit and the skill can overlap and blend. Fitz travels back to Galekeep alone to a napping Lord Golden, also alone, while Night Eyes continues the hunt. Fitz is tiring of the whole Lord Golden and serving man charade, but I can't find anything to dislike about it, so I'm sure he'll deal with that for at least 12 more books. (laughs) (laughs) The fool reveals that he could not think of a discreet way to leave, but he sure did think up a spicy, indiscreet one. As they get ready for dinner, I wanted to point out to everyone I have ever fought on a Robin Hobb forum that I was always right. The fool says to Fitz that the color of his jerkin, quote, does set off the darkness of your eyes and skin and hair, all of you. So take that, Bembridge scholars. (laughs) (laughs) So they go to the dinner party and Lord Golden makes a beeline straight for Civil and Seidel. What a pair of names. He sits himself right between them and starts seducing Seidel like a lying dancing bear. He's putting feathers in her hair that match her gown. He is laying on the flirt, and I love reading about the courts in Hobland because our levels of scandalous are exactly the same. Quote, Would that I had a looking glass to show you, but you must be content to see how well this ornament becomes you by looking into my eyes, my god. (laughs) (laughs) Even Laurel is like, this is out of control, he's complimenting her. (laughs) (laughs) Civil is slighted, and he has to escort his mom to dinner, how embarrassing. (laughs) The fool has just completely opened his throat to alcohol like me after any given workday. Fitz is playing my favorite car ride game, Who's Witted, with himself. (laughs) From what I gathered in this chapter, so many people are witted that it is boring. As soon as he is dismissed, Fitz goes to get something to eat and is grilled by the staff about Lord Golden. Fitz is like, "Uh, I don't know, to every question, which is pretty par for the course for him, and he returns to his room, thinking that the fool is probably going to get himself killed by a civil. Incredibly, he did not. He just blacked out. By the time Fitz carries him back up to the bed, the fool wakes up and tells him all about the spice he missed. Quote, Oh, Ada, make it all stand still. He clenched his eyes tightly and spoke. I kissed him. I knew that would do it. Fitz, an immovable pillar of idiot salt, only heard static there and asked, You kissed Seidel? No, he groaned. I kissed Syphil. Ada and Alan a tangle. <laughs> But don't worry, it was a chaste kiss on the hand and only a little tongue also on the hand. So Fitz has no reason to be jealous. Just a flick of the tongue. Just a little that shit was on the hand? Yes. 
It was on. Wait, it was on the, the hand. Yeah. The, the palm. Palm. I the thought he fucking like got into his mouth. <laughs> That's okay. Licking somebody's palm is way, way, way more offensive than just diving in for some mouth tub. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I missed that detail. I totally thought he just like slipped the tongue. Upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> no, true. It's even worse. Um. In the morning, the fool applies some ninth house skull makeup to make the worst <laughs> last impression possible to Seidel and Brzinga and co. And they and Laurel head out. Fitz goes ahead to give Night Eyes some more shirt meats, and Laurel does all the work tracking with no thanks to Fitz's old man eyes. They make camp after a while, and Laurel tells Fitz all about how not witted he is. We learn that Laurel has a tumultuous past with old blood folks, and somewhere Black Rolf and his bear are frowning and dancing and lying, probably. That night, Fitz connects to the skill and has the interesting point of view of being in a cottage with stew and candles and a safe feeling, and I really wonder where he could possibly be and who he could possibly be connecting to the end. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many good outfits in this one. Yeah. I felt a little bad for him in the yellow and the green. I don't know. It seemed like <laughs> with it was the stripes, like... yeah, he had striped pants on. Yeah, <laughs> it was a vision. <laughs> Just think about how his ass looked because the stripes go up the leg and then they cuff the ass, right? Ah, <laughs> uh. yeah. The whole point is the eyes, though, right? So maybe his eyes are hazel. No, his what? eyes are blue, right? Huh? Are they blue? His eyes are brown. They're br- oh, because his eyes are dark and his mm-hmm. everything's dark. Everything is dark. Yeah, yes. everything's dark. Yeah. Everything's yeah. dark. Everything's just dark. But the green and the yellow complements his eyes, I guess. Yeah, that makes it makes you know he's probably got like maybe he's got like, like blue wild. undertones to his skin, so he's like you know blue and green and yellow make them all make them all glowy. He was scene that's for sure yeah so you weren't gonna miss he him. he was asking for a threesome <laughs> with civil and Sidel. Yes. basically yes. he was like yeah we can make this work yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes he got a little too he got a little too full and a little too worldly a little too la for them all in their yeah <laughs> LA. <laughs> to be so fair, he got drunk because he was very dish. uncomfortable with it. Oh, yeah. He's like, how can I make this happen? Oh, I'm just gonna go full fucking clown on all their asses. <laughs> <laughs> I just you love how he's like, I kissed he... him, and you're like, you did fucking what? And he's like, on the hand, it was disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, oh, on his hand. Ugh. It's so chaste. flick of the tongue. The cat hand. Only the a hand flick of the, of the tongue. So chaste. Yeah. Ugh. Little cat hair. Uh, so gross. So when Laura, uh, Laura, Laurel, excuse me. Laurel. Excuse, Laurel. Laurel. Lauren. I, I was calling her Hunty in my paragraphs, but then I changed it back. Hunty? Yeah, she's the Huntswoman, but that's so long to say. Hunt, so then hunting. I was like, Hunty. Don't worry, I changed oh. it back to Laurel once I remembered what her name was. I will try to change it to Hunty in my <laughs> Yeah, so when she starts talking about all of, like, the widow people in the town she grew up in, like, obviously she's, like, a lover scorned. Like, she fell in love with somebody who couldn't make room for her 
right? Because That's she what talks it sounded about how like, like yeah. witted people. It should be a like, law. Witted people should not be able to get married. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you cannot get married to a wolf and a woman. <laughs> Is every other a person in Bucky? Oh, God. All right. <laughs> We're here. We're here. Well, okay. So there's uh, there's some obvious parallels with real life happening with this witted stuff, clearly, in terms yeah, of... Yeah, Fitz, you know, couldn't make enough space, and he ended up just fucking his lady like a wolf. Or as a wolf. <gasps> as a wolf is... Yeah. And... yeah. <laughs> as a wolf. She liked it. Please don't... Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> Prefer preferred it. Man, I feel bad for Burridge. So yeah, she's clearly disgruntled because she fell in love with somebody with that wit and then couldn't. They were. She didn't like sharing that. They did with not want else. a threesome. Yes, basically. <laughs> they weren't cat people. I have Are to say know? though that, like, I don't. I mean, as long as I wouldn't be required to have sex with the goose or the bear or whatever, I don't think I would mind so much. I would not be okay with them being able to share thoughts and me not be a participant in that because mm-hmm. then it's like. Every time you get into, like, even the smallest little, like, minuscule, tiffy argument bullshitty thing, you know that they'd be talking shit about you. And you can't hear that. Yeah, but they're going to talk shit to their best friend. You're constantly outnumbered. They're going to talk shit to their human best friend anyway, so it's not really Not as much as a whip beast who's always by your side. But a whip beast might be on your side. A whip beast might be like, hey, you're being a dickhole to your intended mate or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Like, I feel I like, know. I feel like, you know how, like, let's go back to the first trilogy, how Molly was kind of, like, super grossed out, you know? Like, or they assumed that she'd be super grossed out, like. Maybe, she would have been super grossed out, yeah. Maybe, maybe she would have been, like, if, if Night Eyes is on my side. No. When she, Fitz is being an idiot. <laughs> Molly was never going to be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Too much credit to Molly. But anyway. Yes, I think that. I think that. That, that uh, bumpkin. I and think then that she Laurel, who's talking to all the horses and right. stomping out of the house. They all know. They all know. Woman in there, telling me what to do. I know what to do. Burritch. Now you're getting. You're getting that. Why are you allowed to get nasty? I'm not but being I'm nasty. Not. I'm talking about household chores. Yeah. Sure. Um, what else happened? Shirt meat. Shirt meat. <laughs> shirt meat. He's like, Damn. oh, well, that meat leaked into my shirt. I'm just going to take that shirt and ball it up into my bag. And then, like, nine months later, he's going to pull out this meat rotten shirt and be like, I'm going to wear this. <laughs> I just, that scene was so disgusting. he was, like, delirious. Like, and he stuck the meat in his shirt to give to Night Eyes mm-hmm. later and then took a nap. I gasped. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with him and fucking shit? It is amazing that Night Eyes is alive, honestly, because 
Night Eyes does not rely on him. No. Like, he, he knows exactly <laughs> what a deal he got when he took Fizz. Night Eyes is the parent in that relationship. When you talk, when yeah. you want to go back to talk about uneven wit bonds, Night Eyes is the parent. <laughs> he is the one who's like, we should feed ourselves. We should find warmth. <laughs> like, <laughs> Fitz is just laying there. Skin yeah, he's like, I left behind my nose and your brain, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I did really love in this chapter when the fool got drunk and then he's like, I need to barf. And he brings him a bowl and he's like, now go away. I don't want you to see me barf. <laughs> like, been no. there. <laughs> yeah. Leave me here to die. Um, who wishes, I was kind of like, I wish I was Seidel. I wish the fool had flirted with me and put a feather in I, I don't know. The age discrepancy made it, like, oh, yeah, that's gross. to me. But, like. Yes. That part's gross. How, and Sybil how also, like, Seidel and Sybil? Sybil needs to rethink this shit because he's madly in love with this chick and she's totally willing to just flirt with the next rich guy that comes along yeah so i know that he desperately wants this relationship but she needs mm -hmm. to he needs to rethink it i think he's more mad at himself than he is mad and and her right than he's maybe mad at lord golden because seeing that kind of inconstancy that hurts for sure well maybe he'll step up his game a little bit by the bsm flower i mean it sounds like they've been betrothed since like being birthed (laughs) he's like what 14 15 everyone everyone's fucking underage so it's fine um chapter 19 the inn that's me uh the intro to chapter 19 we are reminded of king regal's gross champion circle where guilty people and witted people could fight for innocence or death lots of witted folk were killed in these trials and despite ketrickin is that her name Ketty, Ketrickin, yes. Ketrickin, there he is. Sounded really wrong. I don't know. I just, I'll stick with Ketty. Despite Ketty putting an end to them when she took the throne, um, it definitely created some bloodlust for the death of witted folk moving forward. So the gang wakes up from sleeping overnight and they're back on the trail. They come to a road where the tracks get muddled and they opt to go northeast. As night falls, they end up in a small village with an inn. Lord Golden puts on a show and gets the biggest, most bestest room to impress whoever. And uh, Fitz checks the outside in the stables. He gets real pissy about chickens in the rafters. He has a very <laughs> strong opinion about that. But nothing really looks amiss. However, Night Eyes says that there's a man's blood in front of the inn and that the prince and his feline posse have definitely been there previously. So Fitz joins LG and Laurel inside and they eat a really nice dinner that honestly sounds really delicious and it makes me miss restaurants like really, really badly because today, (laughs) you know, they got to eat crispy trout, but today I just ate again for the manyth time tortillas smeared with peanut butter. So, (laughs) because I'm a grown up. You're in space. Anyways, Lord Golden casually demands a hunk of raw beef so that even Night Eyes can get in on the party, which I think is really sweet. Uh, as they wrap up for dinner, Fitz gets a serious case of the itis from all of the food and ale that he had. And he's getting really yawny and he seems a little disoriented. And as they get to the room, he's just like a straight up mess. LG just thinks that he's getting a contact high from all of the smoke in the lobby um Fitz groggily warns LG and Laurel about the blood and the prince and then basically passes out 
Nadai saves the day, though, noting that the room that they're in is actually made out of skillstone, and that's why Fitz can't keep it together. And so Fitz just very casually throws himself out their ground floor window, as one does. It's so, so ridiculous. Right? It's just like, I need to get out of here. He, he loves he windows. Does. This is not this the first time. Jumping out this is not the first time he has jumped out a window. So he always knows his exits. Look behind you, it might be closer. Um, LG tells everyone that he's drunk and just kind of leaves them there to skill dream in the middle of the street. And Fitz overhears in his skill dream the prince talking to this mystery lady, saying it's his fault that Arno died, poor Arno, and that he should go back to his mom and push for change. And the mystery lady, like, they're never going to change! follow me, we have to keep moving, like, get up, we have to ride on, and once you prove yourself to me, I will reveal myself to you. Um, so then the fool drags Fitz's sorry ass out of the street and tells him to pretend that he's drunk and just stay outside and do whatever. And then they also really quickly talk about how they've really been sucking, like, hardcore sucking at keeping up this ruse with Laurel. <laughs> they have really just been... <laughs> fucking talking about all sorts of crazy shit and doing weird things in front of her and they decide that they're just gonna let her like come to her own conclusions or whatever <laughs> so the fool then gracefully tumbles back through the window he came from because even though he's rich now he's still got skills um night eyes tells fitz that he found something bad and sure enough he did it's an old fire rope and fat drippings mm-hmm, fat drippings of a human body that was cut up and burned Yum. As they work the crime scene, Agent Olivia Benson, or Laurel, shows up. She has some intel from the maid that they killed a local guy for beast magic, and then some other townies left to chase after the whip posse. And they haven't come back, though, so now another group is going to be leaving in the morning to chase after them all, which is a big bummer for this group, because now they don't get to sleep tonight, and they all are going to have to travel through the night. Um, back at the ranch... LG has found out on his own that they needed to get the fuck out of Dodge, and he claimed the one thing that will always get you out of a non-refundable hotel reservation, and that's bed bugs, my friends. <laughs> but before he left, he stole some blankets, a bathrobe, some slippers, and some food rations, and, you know, then they're peacing out. Laurel's starting to notice that LG and Tom are a little too good at this whole, like, survivor slash disappearing into the night shit, and she's giving them some serious side eye. But off they go into the night with Night Eyes gimping along on his own trail behind them. Night Eyes. And so the first thing that I would like to talk about for this chapter is that LG got that hunk of meat for Night Eyes. And that was going to be his din-din. But then Night Eyes jumps into the window. But then the then Fitz throws himself out of the window. And there is no mention in the text anywhere that Night Eyes ever received the meat. And then they piece, they keep going in the middle of the night. So it's like, is he starting? Because they don't feel like they're really taking care of it. Is wearing meat shirt? <laughs> there's <laughs> like, there's no, they're like, we got you the meat, but there's no note of him ever receiving the meat. And that's all I could think about the entire chapter while I read was how he didn't actually get the meat. There's no confirmation. There's, there is something like for me about when, when an animal is injured and forced to walk on the injury, that is... That's like a no-go for me. Like, I cannot get through it, past it, beyond it. Like, if, if a human being is limping, I'm cool. But if an animal is limping... Fuck you. It's like, no, yeah. it's not. Everything has to stop. They have to fix the limp. 
So the fact that he's got like a fucking sliced open tummy. I know his hips hurt him anyways, Mm. and he's old. Mm. Like he spent a lot of working, and he's fucking hungry. (laughs) Yeah, I would like to think, just for my own peace of mind, that he did get to gulp down some meat. A little steak. Oh, yeah, he got it. But he they are the always so like very 10, specific about mentioning when he does eat in these books. So the fact that they never said he got that flank of meat, I feel like he didn't get it. He got it. He got it. Believe he got it. <laughs> Poor so, yeah. Five chapters later. Oh, shit, there's spoiled meat in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> How does spoiled meat get here? Night Eyes is believe. just no eating one the shirt that has the grease stains like. on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Night Eyes will find a nest of fucking mice to eat. I it's know, fine. but... It's How just... many ounces of meat is in my pants right now? <laughs> 15 to 20 ounces. Um, <laughs> Lord, there's also... Just play this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also have, like, strange delight anytime there is, like, a let's pretend to be whatever and we're bad at it trope. Yes. So, like, the fact that, like, you know, the fool's supposed to be the one in charge and Fitz just keeps telling him what to do and not doing anything resembling chores or, like, yeah, he's like, valet shit. I don't, I don't iron your clothes. <laughs> fuck off. Fuck you. Fuck off. And I'm also going to steal this fruit out of your fruit bowl. Bitch. <laughs> I just love that. I love that when that when that breaks down. Be, and having Laurel there to witness that is just it's a delight. It's, it's She's just, like, you guys are dragging me into some fucked up shit, and you're not being truthful. But she still goes along with it, so that makes her the chump. I don't know. I love when Fitz was packing the the fool's yes. stuff and. <laughs> He was like, well, He's oh shit, like, I, I don't, I don't know if those clothes are ever going to look good again. And then <laughs> immediately after, the like, Lord no. Golden's like, uh, I think you've done enough. You don't need to do this anymore. I <laughs> die inside because like, again. I'm a person who I can't handle wrinkles. Like I even iron like shirts that I'm wearing underneath things. Like when I get to a hotel room, I unpack iron and then hang all of my clothes like that's immediately what i do and so the <laughs> fact that I, he's just cramming all these lovely clothes into these bags and then it's just like yeah it's fine i'm like oh god no and then the fool has to pull him out and be like i guess i'm wearing this to my fancy dinner like <laughs> it's not okay i really like so one of my favorite things in uh the franny fisher mystery show miss miss fisher's murder mysteries is when she puts on all black and her black hat, her which I call the action hat. So you know if she's wearing that hat, shit's about to go down. I really liked when the fool put on his all black outfit because I was like, oh shit, here we oh, go. Oh, yeah. Murder is best committed in black. Yeah. And out the and window and into the window. After it's that, very but, like yeah. anime where it's just like, doop, doop. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Perfect. I just, I just love that he's just so multi-talented. He just, there's nothing he can't do. <laughs> <laughs> he's a renaissance man. Mm-hmm. Or woman, or they. Well, I think it's whatever he feels like that day. Um, the bed bugs thing was, was good. That worked. Ugh. He's so smart. Fitz is such a fucking idiot. He would just, like, pack a shit and leave and not tell anyone why. <laughs> so smart. 
You just roll out and be like, yeah, I don't all need three an of them together is one single brain cell and it works. <laughs> <laughs> just that little spark. So, Ashley, do you have thoughts about Dutiful and the cat yet, or are you still waiting, waiting for more information? What kind of thoughts do you want me to have, Rachel? I don't have. I'm not. I don't want you to have any thoughts. I'm just <laughs> giving you a chance to speculate. Before I mean, I... so far we we've talked a lot about like having unbalanced wit relationships, and it definitely seems like he is dealing with that and that the cat is kind of overpowering him the mystery woman is like the added bit where like he needs to prove himself but i feel like i can't figure out what the angle is so like if he succumbs totally to the wit then he's really not himself and i guess at that point they just have a puppet and so they're just hoping to have like a prince puppet to their advantage but then wouldn't they want him to be in the castle like they're taking him away from Buckkeep. They are, but we don't know why. We don't know if they want to have him as a carrot to dangle in front of other people. If it's like a, I have uh, like a, like a ransom situation. We don't have a lot of intel as to the, the why of all this. It definitely seems really shady. They don't want him to go back because they think that he'll get killed. So it's like they want him alive, but if they're trying to get him to be like ultra witted and taken over by the cat, then do they really want his? Ultra witted, yeah. Then, Ultra witted. <laughs> then, do they want him to be like a sentient being? Like, do they want him to really be aware? Uh, I see what you mean. Okay, yeah. Like, yeah. So he's controlled by. He's a cat man. Yeah, like he's just okay. a fucking puppet. You're right, uh, Joey. I'm a little afraid. Do you have thoughts in the same vein? <laughs> <laughs> do I? Do I? Do I have thoughts about what's happening with the? Yes, about they, the, they keep... the mysterious lady. The be the cat. Something. Okay, I'll tell you what my theory is. Something's going on. They got, they got, um, somebody is up in that fucking cat, like, living there. And then, like, the, and then, now, now they're trying to capture, uh, Dutiful. I don't know anything else beyond so that. So you think it's, like, the deer that was actually being yeah. yeah okay yeah i'm on board with that there's some there's like people there's people in that cat it may be one it may be more people but there's people in that cat and there, there's some there's some like weird like fucking like wit jujitsu going on <laughs> just like something something fucking next yeah. level i and, think and we just don't know the whole picture i i'm on board with that and i think they kind of want him so like cat lady is the deer lady but in a cat and i think that they want the prince to be that way but there has to be some political reason for it. Yeah, I don't know why they're taking him away. Like, where are they taking him to? Like, what are they... What? Like, why does he need to go somewhere? I don't know. And they're saying, like, don't go back. Like, he wants to go back and be able to, like, make change. And, like, show them that a witted person can be normal, too. And, like, it's okay. Don't be scared. But then... Maybe that is their agenda. But they just want to be able to control it by having him. I don't know. I don't know. Also, like, I mean, like, yeah, like, what's to gain, what's to gain by having, having him witted like that? Well, to control him. I don't um, know what their, I mean, I would assume their end game is so that they can all live witted peace, 
peacefully, like, you know, as peacefully as they can, even though I think that their peaceful would be them being in power. Yeah. Okay. This is good. Um, Okay. Uh, Chapter 20 is Stones, and that is Joey. Stones. Um, Wow. This is, uh, this is a big, this was a big chapter. And I tried to pare it down, um, which felt like I didn't do. A, I didn't do very well at that. <laughs> but there was. Settling. Let's see how far there I was, can scroll. Oh, I, that's not bad. There was so much. There was a lot that happened in this chapter, and it was very emotional. And not having finished the book, I feel like this was the emotional climax. I'm not entirely certain, but there was a lot that happened <laughs> here with Night Eyes and with Fitz and with the Fool and. Um, it starts out um, very disturbing, very disturbing. It starts out um, with a very, very detailed and kind of graphic um, opener intro about torture and about how you kind of, as a, and I don't even remember who, who wrote this bit, and I kind of don't want to know this person, but basically they're describing in gratuitous detail about how you need to keep your, your, your torturee cresting on the wave of not knowing how much damage permanent damage is going to happen to their person and that's how you get them to break that's how you break their spirit um so that's kind of all fucked up but um so i read that and i was kind of like i where is this shit going because that's all like very dark um but i think i do think we get there um (laughs) Um, so they're, they're away on their travels. They've left the inn. Um, Fitz can't decide, um, who he needs to worry about. So this is, this is where I start to realize I maybe might be kind of like Fitz. Maybe we all are, but like, like it's sort of like you wake up and you're like, okay, well, what am I going to choose to worry about today? Do I worry about Prince Dutiful and all that shit going on? Or do I worry about night eyes, etc.? But it starts out there. Laurel's keen huntswoman eyes become exceptionally handy uh, where uh, because she's helping them kind of track uh, uh, the, the, the they're, they're, per, they're pursuing dutiful and his his what I like to call cat purrs or captors if you will <laughs> um, <laughs> um, terrible terrible we have no like I'm not the first here. I'm not the first here. Y'all have been making like terrible cat puns, and I'm just adding to it with my. We didn't. That laughter so did we, not mean we thought it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I no, I wrote that knowing how bad it was, Ashley. I I know how terrible that that. I'm pun here is. for it. So I'm gonna just lean into it. They're cat cat purrs. Um, there's like a late, like kind of thunderstorm kind of broiling on the distance. And this is where I kind of go, oh shit, like we're kind of like seasonally, like we're seasonally sort of synchronous with these books right now. Cause it's like, it's like late summer, like early fall. Like I, like that's where we are right now. So like, it's just one of those weird moments where you're kind of like looking around and you're kind of like, ah, all right. Um, and they come up on the on the on the cape, what I like to think of, or 
what I'd rather not like to think of, but they're like, they're basically the KKK townsfolk pursuers. And then there's like some people were killed by these badass hunting cats that just kind of like fucking got in there. Like these maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 pound cats just fucking came in there and like these fucking These cats that weigh 14 shit. to 50 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere between 14 to, 14 to 1,000 pounds. Right pounds. Just, 14 to 51 like, Just like, cats. you know, you... <laughs> We know, they just, you know they how they grab, and then they just fucking, like, they his hind legs just be fucking Rabbit like, kick. Going. So that happened to these poor bastards, and they're just dead. They're fucking dead. And then, um, this is when, like, Laurel thinks that, like, maybe there's, like, maybe eight that they're having to pursue, right? Like, so that, that whole group is dead. The KKK is dead right now, and there's, there's gonna be more. We know there's gonna be more, right? There's always but, like, more. Like, for now, like... There's always more of these motherfuckers. There's always more. So, like, Laurel's like, okay, like, she's tracking. She's like a fucking huntswoman, and she's like, there's eight. There's a fucking eight of them. Like, Prince included, there's eight of them. So, like, she counts it out. And, like, Fitz uses the, the wit to threaten his, like, rebellious horse. I don't know why this detail was important. Actually, I do, but we'll get to that. So he's sort of like, he's sort of like, hey, man, like, my black horse, like, you need to, like, stop rebelling because I'm gonna punch you or something. And, like, just, you know, just using his wit thing. And, like, you know, he doesn't because he's, he's not gonna. But, like, he kind of threatens him. And I, I think as a reader, we're kind of like, oh, my God. Like, what? Like, don't do that. So they pass by an abandoned ancient village. Laurel spies a, um, a skill stone, standing stone, witness stone. It seems to have a million different names. But there's black. It's silver-veined. We know. We've seen it. We've heard it. Um, it's full of memory. There's some gravestones nearby. I don't know. Stories about people going through stones to somewhere else. Time seems wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, some such. Laurel recalls all this from her homeland in the Fairlands, which we all know has pyramids. <laughs> um, and I'm just kind of like, all right, get busy dying or get busy living Fitz. And then, as they pass through, Night Eyes reveals himself to Fitz again. As this has been happening in this book. Fitz, is, uh, Fitz, Fitz notices Night Eyes. And he tells him, Fitz, or, or Night Eyes tells him that they're still being pursued by um, the townsfolk. So that sucks. And then they continue, they continue their pursuit of Dutiful. And uh, with Fitz in the lead, they fall right into an ambush. Right, right. Like Fitz is in the lead, and they're like fucking. Like he's like, "Come on, let's go!" And then right into a fucking ambush. There's an archer. Um, Fortunately, fortunately though, Fitz's better half is like, he's there to be like, Fitz, move to the side, because there's like an arrow coming at you. So Fitz is like, I'm going to go to the side. And then this arrow from this archer comes right into Laurel's shoulder, which I feel like is kind of bullshit, because like, I feel like if I was playing this game, I'd be like, I'm going to be Fitz, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the arrow. But like, he doesn't, he just fucking moves to the side. And then Laurel takes this fucking arrow to the soul, to, to the shoulder. And then, this is when shit starts to get really kind of like, this is when I start to be like, all right, Fitz, like, we're going, we're going to do this shit. Because like, when, this is when you realize that Fitz is like, he's, he's rising to the action. This is when, this is his time. This is when he, like, this is, he's a true berserker. He ain't a fucking assassin. We all know that now. He is here to fucking, berserker. like, punch his way to the truth. <laughs> he's gonna go in. He's gonna go in. He's gonna go in. So, he lodges himself. He launches himself straight to the fucking archer, this fucking dumb skinny kid. He just jumps at him, and he, 
He he fucking like he grabs him and his blood is boiling and he grabs this kid and then they they're falling they're grappling in the air and he fucking they 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 it fall they fall on Fitz so Fitz is like the air is knocked out of him and then this like stupid this stupid kid is like bucking on top of him and then this is when like Night Eyes is like I'm here what's up bro and he just jumps on he jumps on the archer and he bites him he bites him hard and he wriggles him off him and he's like he's like all right now you're our prisoner like. You you went up against a wolf and a Fitz and you failed, and now now we're gonna take you prisoner. And in true like RDR two fashion, like they like throw his ass over the horse. Although I think he's like, I think he's like maybe like properly upright, but like whatever. So like they throw him on the horse. <sighs> oh my gosh, so much has already happened, right? So like they throw on the horse. And they're like they're going, they're going. They're like okay, so like the 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 storm's on the horizon. Night's starting to fall. We need to do something. We got this fucking prisoner. Like we know he knows where like everybody is. So like tracking's kind of stupid at this point. We got this kid. We just need to torture the shit out of him. No problem. So they they go around. They go around, um, and they find this cave. They find a cave like up on a hill. And they like they 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 all they all they 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 first though they first they have to go through the stream a few times to double back around the stream. If you've played RDR two, you know this. You gotta like <laughs> go through the stream a couple times. Somebody's back. You gotta like into throw them off your scent. You know, back like, into the shit. You gotta just gotta go. You don't want to get tracked. You just gotta. So and they 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 lose. You know, like they do that, and then they go up to the cave. And they get up to this cave, and then like. They get to this cave and like shit is starting to get real, like 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 fits real. And they like when they get there, like Laurel's got this sh- this fucking arrow in her arm, and they like had to pull it out. And she's like, "Oh, that sucks," but like she's probably gonna be fine. It's just like a flesh wound, right? She's a huntswoman. She's been through shit. So like they pull this shit out of her arm. She's fine. Like probably needs some salve or something. <laughs> but then like this is when Fitz is like, "Oh shit, Fitz is getting real scary." So like. Like, they, he throws this kid into, like, the cavern wall. It's like, boom, like, boom. Like, this kid, like, he's just like this. I mean, he probably outweighs this kid, like, twice as much. He's, like, 15. I think he describes describes him as maybe, like, Hap's age, maybe. And, like, and you're kind of like, hold on. Like, okay, like, calm down, though. Like, because, like, we'll, we'll get there. But, like, you don't need to be this way. You don't, you don't need to, you don't need to critically injure this kid, probably, Fitz. But, like, he just goes in, like, immediately. Like, they get in this cave and he just throws him to the cavern wall. And this kid's already got injured. He's got, like, fucking wolf fucking bites all over him. It's already fucking bad. Um, oh, my gosh. So he starts interrogating the boy. And he's like, well, where is he? Where is he? It's like, it's like, it's like, I feel like Fitz has kind of become Batman almost, you know? It's like, he's just sort of like, it's like, you know, at first he was sort of like Robin or something, but now he's like, now he's like a, he's, he's like rising, he's rising up to like, to, to embrace the fear in the night or some shit. It's getting crazy. And he's like, he's like, where is she? Where is, where's Dutiful? And like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know about you guys, but like, I was just I was just, I was terrified a bit. And then, then there's like, there's like thunder and there's like torrential downpour and it's like the storm is starting. And, and then like, oh my gosh, there's like, Fitz takes off his shirt and he starts a fire with his shirt and then he takes <laughs> off his other shirt and he puts that on to <laughs> Laurel or something. There's like lots of shirts being pulled off. There's so many shirts. And I'm like, these are the good shirts though. These aren't your shitty yellow shirts from the first 
but <laughs> these are like your these are your good shirts that the that the fool picked out for you. So stop it with with destroying good shirts. It's really bad. There's just shirt destruction is getting ugly. Um, the the, the tor- <laughs> Oh you man! Like lost focus a little bit. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm drooling. I'm laughing so hard. I don't even know where to follow along with your words. Let me find my place. You're Let me find my. You're right. No, you're there are, no it's, there it's an absolute no, skill, though. No you know what you know what you wrote. So that's that. I mean, that's how you. That's the only way you could read that. Well. You're reading completely yeah, different okay. things that you wrote down, and they are absolutely on point. I wish my reading I mean, comprehension was ever it's like this. <laughs> this is why. This is why reading comprehension is terrible. No, 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 no. You can listen. Listen. Keep talking, this is, dude. You this is an important chapter. There, so much has happened. So many shirts have been shed. So like okay, so we're back on the boy, right? Like he's like he's like he's like I'm gonna come at you, and like Fitz is like the the fool's like coming up to him, and he's like he's like the fool's coming up to him, and he's like, and the, Fitz is like this is gonna get uglier, and I need you to know that like this is gonna get ugly, and 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 the fool's just kind of like he's like hands up, he's like he's backing off, he's like all right, but like this I don't like it. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, so then the torture really begins, right? Like, so, um, this is when things get really dark and like, it's, it's like, there's torture. It, it's like it's another, another, another cavern wall impact. Okay. So like, this is the second time he's been, this poor boy has been checked into a cavern wall with his, probably his hands bound and everything. So the boy, the boy is pleading with, with Fitz. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. They know he knows, but like, he's like, I don't know. And then this is when Night Eyes comes in. And this is like, this is what we were waiting for, okay? He's like, you promise never again. No more of the killing that brings no meat and forges the heart. Oh, oh my gosh. Like right here. Just, oh my gosh. Night Eyes knows the truth. Why are we not fucking listening to Night Eyes? God. Night Eyes lays it down in this chapter. Oh, he does. He really does. And then Fitz is like... Fitz is like, stay out of this, my brother. I have to do this. And then Night Eyes is like, no, you don't. I come as swift as I can. Wait for me, my brother. Please wait. So Night Eyes is, he's fucking running through the night trying to get to, trying to get to them. And then Fitz's bloodlust is nearly stolen from him as, as Fitz's better half is like, calm down, dude. Oh, oh my gosh. And then Fitz's pain is great, and the fool comes to him, and again, Fitz hears himself threaten the fool. He's threatening the fool. That's terrible. Why are we... Don't... How dare you, Fitz? Don't threaten the fool. This is awful. Oh, oh my gosh. But Fitz won't have it. He only sees Regal in the eyes of the boy. He's only... He's just... He's at a point where he's just like, it's, 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 it's me against the world. And we've all been there. We know how it feels. And then, and then Fitz has this feeling: time to end this, one way or another. A naked, a naked blade against the boy's cheek. It's torture. Oh, and then Laurel pleads with the fool to make Fitz the torturer stop. And then, oh my gosh, Fitz fucking leans into the power that he's wielding with this, right? Like how how they feel, like this boy, like the, the under the weight, under the weight of like knowing. That that even even his captors own friends are like begging Fitz to stop, and yet he won't. 
and yet Fitz is just he's just he's just fucking like just bathing in this shit. This is this is again like this is Berserker Fitz. Like we haven't seen him for a while. And so and so Night Eye says, "No, you don't." And I refuse to. I won't be bonded to that. He he refuses to be part of this. I won't allow it. And then the touch of his. And then I have yet another quote here. This is this is a beautiful quote. He says, "The touch of his mind on mine was like a firm hand on my shoulder." He turned my thoughts to him and 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 us, pushing aside all other concerns. My brother, Changer, I am so weary. I am cold and wet. Please, I need your help. He ventured closer still, and then he leaned against my leg, asking quietly, Food! With the physical touch, he pushed aside a darkness that I had not known, uh, that lived within me to fill me with his wolfness and the now. And this is when, this is when you realize, oh man, uh, Night Eyes, like Fitz, like what are you going to do, man? Like you need Night Eyes. You need him. And then finally, Fitz, the spell is broken. Fitz's rage is broken. Like, he's just, like, Night Eyes is just, he's broken through. And Fitz lets, lets off the boy, and he tends to Night Eyes. Because Night Eyes has come into the cave. Um, and Fitz becomes himself again. And Fitz discovers that the original cat scratches on Night Eyes are hot and, and maybe festering. And we're like, oh god, like, what's, what's actually important here is... is is right here like fuck like what's going on with this this captor like it's it's all about night eyes now and the fool joins them to to welcome night eyes back i'm back i'm glad you're back with us brother the fool admits that he he felt helpless and that only night eyes could call fitz back from that dark place and further tur torture is forbidden by night eyes and he promises to fitz that he will track them finally night eyes uh is not doing well Right, so like Night Eyes is not doing well, and we've broken through. We've broken through to Fitz finally, and the captive archer finally. So like some time goes by, and the captive archer tries to flee, and Fitz pounces on him to regain him and brings him back to the cave, and then he he properly like ties him up, and the boy tells Fitz uh, that he's a traitor to his own kind. Oh my gosh, like I know you're witted. Old blood hunts old blood. So much the same. Um, and by the way, the, the jig is up with Laurel. Fitz <laughs> figures that he has to kill everyone in order to preserve his dark, dirty secret. Remember, remember Burrich, like, Burrich, like, taught him this. Like, Burrich, too, shared this deep, dark shame. Right? Like, oh, God, like, oh, man. So this is deep for Fitz. And then Night Eyes, again, he breaks through. He breaks through again, relentless. He says, he says, you, Fitz, come on, don't be stupid. Just stop. Like, just, just stop. Like, you're not, you're not killing anybody. Like, you can't kill, you're not going to kill anyone. Like, no more killing. Um, so just embrace who you are, Farseer and Old Blood. Just be true to yourself. Just come on, Night, come on. And so, like, uh, y'all, this chapter got me, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. Uh, this <laughs> chapter was a lesson on how you behave when you take care of seed. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot. Joey, I've never seen you so impassioned in my entire knowings of you. This is... <sighs> <laughs> uh, 
This was come on, this though. was like, the hard chapter though. Not the emotional. Yeah. I didn't uh. want to take this chapter. Joey took the hard chapter. I think it's interesting that the fool was so shocked at what Fitz became when he finally had this person like felt the need to torture information out of him because I don't know it just showed like a real lack of recognition like, of did what you he's forget that he was an assassin been through <laughs> yeah exactly and like and what he was trained to do what he's been through yeah what he was asked to do for this new mission and the fool is supposed to be his tightest bond that we've seen throughout all of these books. And the fool was like, I was really surprised at how you behaved. And it's like, why? Like, what do you fucking think this kid has been through his entire life? Well, it also goes back to the live ship books where we've already seen that cycles of abuse cause more. It abuse. was very Kenneth. This particular yeah. chapter was very Kenneth. Yeah. And Night Eyes is just like full of the ultimatums in this chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Like he threatened to like break up with him like twice. He was like, I've, and you've never I was seen say, that like, before. We like, haven't really doesn't... seen his side of all of that before. Like we've, we've never gotten his opinion. Or I, not that I remember anyway. It's his opinion of like all of the things that Fitz has really done in his life. And he was just kind of, like, willing up until this point where he's like, no, we're fucking done. Uh, yes. Um, I think that, and I said this in spoilers before, but I'll say it now. It's just like, you know, when you, when they first get to the clearing and the piebalds come out and he, and he's, in, and they're shooting at them and then Laurel gets shot, you very much are like, fucking get rid of these guys. Like, I don't care about them. I don't want, like, they're an interruption. You know, we finally started running. We finally started chasing the prey. And now this person's interrupting. But then, you know, that interruption becomes this interlude in the cave with the, uh, the torture. And it really becomes more about, like, what Fitz is willing to do for for the crown and what he thinks his job is but i think also it becomes more about a father trying to find his son and that kind of like no holds barred like energy that's been like building and building and building because fitz just like won't admit how he feels to himself about anything you know about right. anything and so it's it's really intense and it's it's more than oh well i told katrickin that i would do this for her Oh, I didn't get that vibe at all. I mean, I totally, yeah, it makes complete sense and everything, but I just, I hadn't really thought of it being like a father trying to find his son's situation yet. Hmm. He seemed very detached, so. Well, I think, I think that he's disassociating because, you know, this yeah. is, this is the dirty work. Yeah, I haven't thought of it at that w that way until we get to the next chapter. Uh, you know, like that he is looking for his son. I think, but there is, you know, he's been having skill dreams of dutiful this mm -hmm. whole time. Yeah. I mean, can he? He must have a deep connection to him at this point. And the fact that you know he's just willing to like blow past all of his like really like humanity in order to like well, just get to that. I think that there's that also a connection just, like, with the skill dreams he was having. Uh, I forget what chapter you did, Alyssa, but the, you know, that's clearly a nettle skill dream mm. and 
he is connected to his children separate and he doesn't know them mm. he doesn't know them at all but if he succeeds in this mission he could know dutiful even if it's just to like see him in real life i think that there's a lot of a lot of catching up with his life in this section but i i think i think that this is what robin hobb does best is just sort of like show you the humanity of a character this complex mm -hmm. you know like somebody who like just that un that deep seated understanding about pain begets pain and like like once you once you believe in that language once you know that language that you can't unknow that language and so it becomes you in some sense of it and and just I don't know like there was I felt like this kind of pushed beyond sort of like the 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 haha -ha, why does fit suck mm -hmm. sort of like parody and, and and into this more very real space of like where you're just sort of like ah like yes of course fits suck because you know we all suck no <laughs> I think that Fitz is extremely relatable in that regard like he there's something about Fitz that I that like I relate to that I think anyone reading can relate to because he's not just good at everything he's not he doesn't like yeah he has a special destiny because he's in a fantasy novel but like he's not that doesn't mean that he's good at what he does and it doesn't mean that he knows what he's doing and it doesn't mean that he's actually really a good person and that he will struggle and fail and he needs he needs his friends to help him you can't do it alone and he i think this chapter is also a glimpse into what he could he would become and what he could be without the wit if he didn't have the wit and he was only the skill what makes him better than regal right, right? and so like we, yeah. we're going on and on and on about like this it's like all oh, the wit the wit is this dirty magic but is it really or does it connect you to like the primal choices because only humanity like tortures you know animals don't do that yeah yeah that's true. That's true. It's 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 weird. It's this this weird like irony that she's playing with in this chapter where it's like yeah, only 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 humans torture and yet it seems like the most inhuman thing you can possibly do. Mm -hmm. And they yeah, I mean so. Yeah, they 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 sort of gloss over I mean the fact that he I mean assassin's training is basically the ends justify the means and right. he is yeah. I, th that was obviously his upbringing and the wit is kind of the opposite of that and night eyes brings it back to him what he's you know this is do you really want to go down this path do you really want to give up everything to to get this whatever information this dumb kid has mm-hmm well, there's different kind like, like he is a tool of the Farseer throne, right? He was trained to be an assassin to do those things. He's the gun and the hammer that they point at the thing to like bust open. But he's also the fool's tool as well, like the catalyst. But it's a completely different relationship. And I think like in the last episode we talked about like, well, why does he trust the fool and not Shade when they've both hurt him and both asked him to do horrible things? Uh, and I think that, I think you just hit the nail on the head about why why being the catalyst is not as as painful as being you know the assassin he he's not 
he's not being asked to do things that are again are that negate his own humanity the all the fools asking him to do is live <laughs> Rachel said something and I immediately changed my Twitter handle or per- <laughs> <laughs> It's the second time this episode. No, it's good. Glad mine was so. Okay, so I, I glossed over this, but something happened um, at the very end of this chapter where where Fitz desperately tries to um, pour himself into Night Eyes, and Night Eyes forbids it. He forbades it. Yeah, basically, Night Eyes has a that... DNR at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but really. But what was Well, that? he's already but been through that, that at the though? beginning like... of the book. He was dying. Fitz went into him, fixed him. You know, Night Eyes was mad about it. He, uh, he, he wants to go to the naturally the way he's going to go. And Fitz keeps infringing upon that. Which it is like a complete invasion. Night Eyes didn't ask him to do that. And he's just like taking it upon himself to go in and try to heal him. Like it. Night Eyes is, I think, despite being witted to a human, is really a creature of the earth, and he doesn't want that to be the way that he mm. continues living. Like he wants to wolf. have his wolf life, yeah, and to live in the now and to die when he dies. And Fitz is being selfish, as a lot of us are. I think when we're put in those types mm. of positions, like you selfishly, selfishly try to prolong the life of other people and. He doesn't want that. He says, do not resuscitate. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because what's he going to do if he can't be a wolf, right? If he can't run and hunt and do all the things that a wolf is going to do, uh, why would he want that? Um, Yeah, I mean... It's it's tough though because, like, part of me wants to believe that in this world that, like, you could have, like, you know, like, a, an echo. I mean, I, they sort of say this happens, but, like, you want to believe that, like, maybe in some sense that, like, Night Eyes could live on in fits, you know? Like, wolves don't live beyond a certain age, but, like, maybe maybe he could be with him. And, like, I just get... You get the sense from little pieces like this that that's not going to happen. But it's also Night Eyes' choice. He's not a sidekick. They are partners. Hmm. Um, I think we need to keep going. So, Eli, could you take us to chapter 21? Absolutely. All right. Chapter 21 is dutiful. Gather round, children, and listen close, for it's time for more of Badgerlock's old blood tales to soothe you to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) There once was an old seamstress, kind and sweet, who was known far and wide for his stitches so neat. One day she came not to town to sell her fine wares, and of course the townfolk then all did despair. Up to her house the townfolk all went, but alas the old lady's life had been spent. And what should happen but out from her clothes there came a great spider trailing silk as fine as that she made. Reason enough for folk to despise her, then burn her both her body and the works of her hand. Cool. 
Fitz wakes up from life. a nice dream about a what cat a and a lady in the same body. And before he can think about that and how it might pertain to his current situation, he is struck by the knowledge that both the prisoner and Laurel have disappeared in the night. Presumably, Laurel cut him free and they escaped on Whitecap. No offense, Fitz, but who can blame them? <laughs> Fitz and Fool go back to where they ambushed the scout and try to pick out the piebald's trail again. But they find new tracks to follow. Presumably, someone came to check on the scout who didn't actually have a horse to take him back. Uh, turns out we didn't need to torture anyone at all. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Now oh. it's time for strategy. Once they catch up, how does an acrobatic prophet, an old wolf, and one very mediocre but lucky assassin take on a small army of fanatics? Their plan is to run in real fast, take dutiful, and then run away again. Night Eyes sighs at this and he's like, uh, you guys just go ahead and I will catch up when my Uber arrives. <laughs> we get a blast from the past trilogies. So as Tri Fitz tracks the piebalds, the fool grills him about whether or not he's had a dragon dream and Fitz admits to dreaming of being a dragon. And he takes it to be some kind of regular dream about uh, the stone dragons because he's been yearning to make his own stone dragon. But I think maybe we know a little bit more. <laughs> After some time following uh, these prints, they crested a hill and they spotted those whom they followed. Six riders. Three had them fancy cushioned steeds, cats in the back. In the back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Fitz is what? also aware that the big man in the group is bonded to the warhorse. One of the cat boys looked exactly like young Fitz, so this is the real deal. Fitz and the fool speed up to catch them. An opportunity eventually presents itself. The piebald troops find themselves at a point where they must traverse a very narrow path on a steep cliff to one side and a steep wall to the other. Um, the horses must pass each other one by one. So seeing his opportunity, Fitz rushes in. He plunges down through the hill in the forest. There's, there's like a landslide is caused by his charge. Uh, he does obviously doesn't take them unaware, but otherwise lucks out and plunges through the forest right as the group is halfway on the narrow path. Fitz is ready to rampage, and he stabs the first guy to death uh, before he can even draw a sword. The path is too narrow for the horses to turn around, and then this big guy is furiously yelling to, for them to all back up, and he's just trying to back his horse up on the trail. And all the little horses are like, no, we got to run away. And so they're trying to run forward, and he's trying to walk backwards. And it's, it's pretty funny. Um, so like a playground bully, the rampant murder Fitz is knocking people to the ground with his big horse. And Fitz fights his way to the young prince, and he finds himself staring at a, a look-alike in the mirror. It's Prince Dutiful, and he's just exactly like Fitz was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever. They're like 30 and 15? Is that where they're at? 35 and 15? 35 and <laughs> yeah. 15. Yeah, so 20 years ago, Fitz. And... Fitz is pretty stunned by his lookalike until you, Dutiful tries to stab him. 
and then the father <laughs> smacks his cat around a little bit and, <laughs> and disor- disorients his son. And uh, Fitz does the one thing that nobody expects, and he grabs his son's reins and uh, drags Dutiful's horse, and they gal- gallop away into the distance. And then there's just this angry pile of piebalds, <laughs> and they can't do anything about it because they're, they're all stuck on this That's narrow exactly. walkway. <laughs> so I I brought like I brought bullshit. a song just for you for this moment. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the song I thought of when I read the Yeah. Back it up. Back it up. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around and make it bounce. Back it up. <laughs> anyway. Turn around and make it bounce. Um, so. Is that in the It was a no. lot of time spent discussing the very, like, details of the placement of horses and cats in this section. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she could have been like, it was a straight up traffic jam of horses and cats. But then one of them made it through and then they left. But instead, she was really in there. Well, you have to think about, like, you know, so he took my black. By the way, this horse that he's kind of like, "Eh, whatever. And he's like, hey, my black, let's run as fast as we can down this hill where the footing, we have no idea, into a cliff. And you're going to smash into all these horses. And my black just fucking does. It's a good horse. We we have to point out how good this horse is. It is is a good goddamn horse. When other people talk to Fitz about his horse, do they say you're black? Or my black? <laughs> That's a question for Robin. Yeah. I'll write it down well, with the, the others. Next... <laughs> right. black. Fitz is black. Put it on Fitz. the list. Stand in line. Go up to the mic. Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think it's apparent in this chapter that, like, By the, the way. His, his horse... My black is, it's meant to be big enough to carry him and dutiful. That was the point. It was yeah. like, it's big enough to carry them both and be fast. And that's the, the whole he point did. of the, the horse. But like, he uses it in this battle. Big tall like, horse for a, a big, big tall like, man. battering ram of a horse. Yes. He just like knocks people yes. over and he stab it yeah. and crushing but things. But not as and... big as the war horse that can't run fast because <laughs> that horse is just too beefy. Yeah, it's too. It's not too beefy, but he's beefy enough. Yo, when I imagine that horse man combination, I literally imagine a six-legged <laughs> horse, and I don't know why. But that, in my bus. mind, is he's what it is. Bus. Like, it's a cat, yeah. it's a cat really. bus horse. It's like it's Next big, it's stop. giant, it's a centaur yes. horse. Little I just envisioned the Alyssa giant horse that you hear for it, right? The like really mega giant ass horse. He's a he's That's an awesome, scary. amazing horse, but he can't go anywhere today. Two man torsos, just, one six legged like horse body. Big, big, too big too to big to, to, to back Too many legs. Too many legs. Think about Dutiful's point of view, though. It's like he's just trying to get away with this with this cool new friends, and there's these people chasing them, and one of them kind of looks like him. Yeah. And is fucking crazy. <laughs> but also <laughs> worth noting, he seems to be like very in a fog 
when he's with the cat and with his people, but then as he distances himself, he comes like. Yeah, I took it as like he's in total communication with the cat. Like, hey, cat, follow us. We're being dragged away. Save me. I feel like he's totally lost himself and he doesn't have a voice because he's so wit bonded, and this cat is basically like dominating the balance. He's definitely, like, he's definitely being, like, controlled by the cat to some extent. Wit drugged. Mm. 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 Am I saying the things that you want me to say? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gosh, we've gone long. Okay, are we good if I go into the ending? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Prompt it up, girl. Okay. So every episode prompts friends in high places, character introductions, and exits. Well, we have met the big man on the horse and the rest of the piebalds. Um, Ooh, who else did we meet? Civil, civil, Brazinga. Brazinga. He is actually an epic and hypocritical douche. Um, what else? Who else did we meet? Uh, torture fits. I mean, the posse of piebalds. The piebalds, yeah. Ish. Ish. Like the captive, yeah, whose name we didn't actually get. An angry pile of horses. Archer Scout Boy. Yeah. <laughs> An angry. Pile we ever get a name from that guy? No. That dude held up against. He did. Also, he's because like captive. He didn't even give up his name. He's like a baby, and he's just like I don't know anything. Well, his you, brother like, was I... just killed. He's probably traumatized and just like fuck it. Like if my brother was willing to die, he wasn't even witted. He was, he just took one for the team, completely unwitted. Then he probably is a little bit on like suicide watch of like you know what? Then I'll go too. Like I'll just die <laughs> and not give you any info, and it is what it is because my brother did it. And he didn't seem to have a wit a wit partner. That's a that's a good question. I was gonna ask that. I was like, who is he witted well, to? Well he was though? young, maybe he didn't have one yet. Yeah. How young was he? He wasn't that young. He was like a teenager. They said that he was just younger than half, and half is like fifteen. But the, the old blood consider yeah. it as like a marriage. So maybe he is too right, young. Right, so he'd be older. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he wasn't oh, witted. Yeah, be older. Right. Yeah. Um, skills acquired, fits and company hmm. learn and grow. What new skills were shown in this section? Uh, the power of ultimatums. punching people. Torture. I mean, yeah, I guess it's his first torture. torture. Blacking out. Drunk. Jesus. <laughs> Throwing himself yeah. out a window. That's an old skill, but it's a... It's Wind- a yeah, fenestration. Self-fenestration. That's the second yeah. time, though. That's the... It's my that's favorite. Like, Love that's it. like a level two. Do you two. know that Robin Hobb's favorite word is to fenestrate? It's my favorite word. It's your favorite word. What it is also about? my favorite word. I learned this. I learned this the other day. So now every time something gets thrown out a window, I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> um, okay. Animal assists our favorite. A- uh, wait, what happened? Uh, definitely Stopping night eyes. Stopping the, the torture. Yeah, yeah. Without. Yeah. Plat- platinum trophy for Night Eyes on that one. Oh yeah, and then the next one was Skills Acquired, but that I had put in the acupuncture for the mm. whatever we talked about that. Mm. 
Okay, so then our animal assists include Night Eyes, yeah. Cat, the Cat, Meow. the Cat, and My Black. Honorable mention. I think I think My My Black and Night Eyes are definitely fighting for MVP. In this yeah, My episode. My Black was like pretty yeah. much just like did everything that last chapter. Night Eyes, like, is almost dead, though, so I feel like we should acknowledge that. The black is fucking fine. Wow, okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, dude, the wound, he had, like, festering wounds. That's not good. Yeah, he needs a nap. He needs to take a couple couple days off, at least. I don't like it. I don't like it. Was the fool there, and how fabulous was he being? You know... I don't think that him being, like, sloppy drunk was super fabulous. <laughs> yeah, fair. It was a little, you know, it was, it was messy. But he did very gracefully tumble <laughs> in and out of that window at the end. So we'll Wearing give him an a action couple outfit. points for that. Yeah. Yeah. Nighttime work. Um, Fitz Misery the Bastard has a moment. Heroics, tantrums, extremely bad decisions. He did a lot all of really of bad Yeah, shit. all of the above. <laughs> it's tantrums and bad. It was just the whole, sure. the whole thing, all of it. It was, it was the fitziest fits that we've seen in this not trilogy. Not many of his, not today. many of his good yeah. qualities were on. My, my, I mean, my chapter was just full of the like murder fits, rampage. Yep. Just went in for yeah. the fuck of it. There, yeah, Laurel's Laurel. Those so are his best qualities. You stick him in a bad situation, <laughs> he just he just lucks out every time. Yeah, he's like okay, he thrives. He's that. like he's. Do you have him an axe? And he's even better. I was like, where's this dude's fucking axe? <laughs> like, can we get him an axe? Like, it was. Um, but did you die? Important events and predictions about what is coming up. Well, I think I think there's going to yes. be a. We, I, I think died. there's going to be a confrontation between Dutiful and Fitz. I think that's clear. Mm-hmm. <sighs> cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Great conversation. Mm-hmm. I've content. said a lot on my opinion. I said a lot yes. of my opinions of things earlier. All right. What made you cry? I wrote that I do not yeah. like it that Night Eyes has boo-boos. And I'm going to write a 56-page letter for me to Robin Hobb that I will now read aloud about why I don't like it when Night Eyes has boo-boos. And Fitz forces him to Look. keep marching. And he has to keep running. Stop it. Fitz doesn't make him do it's... anything. He could have stopped. Yeah, but what? Night Eyes going to be like, yeah, go get yourself killed because I'm not there to tell you not to be an asshole. Ah. Uh... Um, let's see, last two fashions from Jamelia, just for Jenny. I cannot believe that Fitz wadded up the Jamelian silk like that. Saw's breath, man. Eda and L in a tangle. <laughs> Eda and L in a tangle. How many shirts got ruined All in of this them. section? Uh, just uh, All every single All one. It's had. like it any decent shirt off. he had, he fucked up. It was like, oh yeah, silk, it, it burns well. Look at this. He just hates good fashion, Fitz. He just doesn't respect clothes. No. Uh, and then, last but not least, did Fitz suck? Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, hard. Like, yes. Is there another word for like sucking and everything that fits is right now? Because like I feel like we need to change that. I the feel like fits, suck doesn't fits? suck. <laughs> suck does not encompass the fitsiness. Well, it's you're this. the one. You're the one who came up with the category. Well, we need a new word because like did fits fits? <laughs> That's the question now. Did fits fits? Did he fits did it? Fits. I mean, this was especially bad. I think this is his worst moment Ugh. ever. Chapter 20 was pretty bad. It's hard to read. Pretty gross. Alrighty. Reminder for next reading section is going to be chapters 22 through 26, so not quite uh, the rest of the book. And content warnings for the next section. There's a lot of emotions, so you may not want to read this one in public. Mm. Or at all. If you if you go in public. Or on a podcast with your friends. If you're going out in public right now, you better be wearing a goddamn <laughs> face All cover. Right. This has been Buckkeep Radio. You can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail. I am Rachel. You can follow me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. I'm Alyssa and I'm at AlyssaMaynard.com. I'm Eli and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Instagram. I'm Ashley on Instagram at Ladybird Parker. And I was Joey at powerkid.exe on Instagram where I I do not get as emotional. Next up is spoiler section. Good. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. to do um chapter 26 next week <laughs> wait what oh is that when night eyes dies yeah i will take i it. tried to read it the other day and just cried for like 45 minutes mm. so. i mean i guess i can do it like weeping tears like pouring off my face like yeah i'll do it i'll do it <laughs> <laughs> i remember crying when i read it six years ago it's yeah it's 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 yeah speaking of rough i read through on reddit that someone said that hob had said on her blog that the next trilogy was going to be about a plague bring it on why (laughs) (laughs) i mean i guess she's it's yeah it's on the nose i think like there's enough there's enough like references to like the blood plague like throughout these books where i'm like okay she's definitely like set up a plague and like that could be b's mission but i don't want to like it's definitely it's about b Mm -hmm. well yeah who else would it be about i mean back to the tangle it could be a it could be like a prequel it could be back when birch experienced it i don't know oh I remember I Hob saying like that the next part in the story was wanting to write more of me. But I could have fever dreamed that in my own blood plague. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if she'll like 
Well, one, I just have a lot of questions about B. Like, who really is B's catalyst? Is B her own catalyst? That'd be uh, cool. Because that's my personal theory. I know that a lot of people say it's either Perseverance or what's what's her fuck the horrible one that Ugh, died. No, which I hate because I'm like no, you don't need you no can't one. Be... Yeah, I'd rather. That would just... be really cool if it was like a, a combined catalyst profit. Yeah. B is a lictor. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. So next next section is going to be really difficult. Um, it, it will chapter twenty six is the last chapter we will read for that section. You mm. uh, yeah. I did not want. I know that everyone argued with me at the beginning that they didn't want to like go back because I had a I had a plan. <laughs> um. So now we get to have a cliffhanger on Night Eyes's death. So I don't really know. How that's going to go over in terms of having to sit with that for the week before we like finish out and because it'll be a short episode for the last episode i think that i think it's going to fill people with bad feelings but we will it's an experiment i mean it will uh, feel fill them with feelings yes maybe that's maybe it's good that they're feel filled with feelings no, I think it's a it's an incredible it's an incredible section. Uh, like one the the one where when he takes Dutiful into the into the stone, that's like the best action scene she's ever written. Mm-hmm. And then that, and then the scene with Night Eyes is of course like Ugh. it's so it's painful and beautiful and like lovely and difficult to yeah. read. So yeah, that, it's gonna be a good section. I just think like the afterwards is a little bit like of a. <laughs> like come on and then they trudge home (laughs) like we'll make something and everyone's like oh the cat died and it's like i don't give a shit about your cat man (laughs) creepy cat i mean they're god it's i can barely remember but like they're they're on the right course right it's a it's a cat with a human partner that died it's... so it's a cat it's a cat with a woman in it and she yeah. took oh, she was dying she, uh, she has like some illness um and she took the body of the cat so that she wouldn't die and then the plan is that she will then take dutiful's body yeah. and put him in the cat the best revenge that's why she keeps saying be the cat be the cat because she wants to you know get in there and then she could be the prince and do whatever she wants good plan and and advance the piebald yeah i mean like it's weird because i am sympathetic to their whole plight um i don't think like there's this whole argument later on where like you know shade's like well what what else do they want from us we outlawed killing them and it's like but they're still getting killed like 
and they were killed for decades horribly. So I do have sympathy right. for, for them and even for some of their methods. But, you know, obviously they're against our main characters. And it's ultimately, like, pretty secondary compared to the rest of the story. It's, like, not not part of the saving the world plot line. Right, right. Well, it becomes, it's an issue because, you know, the Farseer heir has to live, right? Mm-hmm. So, like... I think it's a nice way to bring us back into the story to be like, oh, okay, we're going to go on this little adventure and it may not be the main. And that's also kind of cool too. Cause like, you know, in that transition between this book and golden fool, you're like, oh, okay, it's going to be about the piebalds. It's going to be about the piebalds. And then like the fool's like, oh no. Nope. <laughs> like, psych. You're on a boat for a whole book. Psych. Woo. Now we're, we're getting talking. on boats <laughs> and we're, and we're dealing with some of my, my bullshit. <laughs> I love that because it adds to the lore, right? Because we have like the local politics and we have this, all this global stuff that no one understands. That was, that, you know, was, again, we still don't know why the Redshift War happened. We still don't know what forged ones are. Like all that stuff is still out there for readers to figure out and we're waiting. You can't wait to experience it all over again. With others. It's painful. Yeah. It's real painful. That's why I was asking earlier if we should do content warnings for the body horror. Because yes. the last book is rough. I did not. I think I usually skip over that part when I'm rereading because it's like, who wants to read about that? But I'm like, oh, God, his back is like frozen to the ground. Yeah. He has to get peeled it's up. He carries bad. dead, stiff, Ugh. like his like, he's been dead for days and he's just like got him. Playing. I remember yeah. it vividly somehow yeah i chose this and there's just there's a lot of like being inside that and like describing like all of the like necrosis it's just a lot in terms of body horror it's a lot so i think we're gonna do some content warnings for that megan you've outdone yourself yeah yeah you know sometimes you read things and you're like i wonder if the author's okay (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes there are many, the many, many instances in in the in these books where I think that is she all right? What has she seen? What has she seen? <laughs> What's going on in Alaska? Some horrible shit. Yeah, it's chapter twenty six. So mm-hmm. that's it, and then after that is you know the trudge home. And everybody cutting their hair off. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I have to say. Jenny will be back next week. Hey. Maybe she'll take that chapter. Maybe. Oh, maybe she will. We'll see. That would be fitting. We're all just going to be like, no one wants to do it. <laughs> it's a bummer, man. It's super bummer. All right. Um, well, this is long, and I have to figure out how to cut it up so that it's not two and a half hours long. So, thank you. Talk to you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.